0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Cripes cast. I'm your host, Charlie Barons. This is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. We are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda. And here is today's episode. Hello, folks. How are we doing? It is me, Charlie, your fearless host of the Cripes joined by Colleen Maraca, Coco Maraca, for those of you who are friends with her uh
1: thanks <laughs> yeah
0: um we have another episode of the crepes for you today we're talking with uh a fella uh one of my openers one of my collaborators one of my very very dear friends andy rafi um you might know him from some of the videos like midwest coming out uh, first Time Camper, uh, If airlines Were People, Andrew has written uh, and um, acted in a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a good dude. But really, if you're listening uh, to this episode, you're going to get a little bit of like what it's like being coming up as a stand up comic, uh, there's some stories from the road, because <laughs> Andrew's been to a lot of different cities for me. And, um, you know, we have a very, Kelly, uh, would you say brotherly relationship? What's the what? how would you old you were, married
1: couple old. relationship <laughs>
0: is what i would say yeah and andrew has um he's been you know with me on the road since the first very first show very first tour Aww. so um yeah it's been um it's been quite a ride. <laughs> he knows everything about me.
1: I was going to say, you guys were talking about like going to couples counseling or something.
0: He was talking about yeah. that. I'm not. I He brings that up like, like so he's actually serious about <laughs> it. I'm like, dude, get get wrecked
1: you know (laughs) it's so funny though because you guys were doing a lot of you accusatory statements rather than i feel
0: no it is his fault you guys both
1: were going like you 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 it just was really cute that's a weird
0: observation
1: definitely probably benefit from like mediation
0: what i'm not in a uh i'm not in a relationship with andrew it's a working relationship it just would be interesting to see
1: like what the findings would be
0: Oh, the findings would not be good They'd for either of us. We both, we, we, uh, we have a very, we have a very uh, toxic relationship, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And, and it's uh, also funny that I've noticed that a lot of your, like your openers are Andy and Bill, and then you have your brothers, Andy and Bill.
0: Oh, that's true. Oh my gosh. So anytime Maybe I, I like, I, I,
1: you need to, I mean, John is your brother and your opener. So that's
0: true. Maybe it's just your, wow. I didn't even notice that. Really? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Oh anyway. um, well well that's good Yep, that's good that's a good observation <laughs> but so, other
1: than that um i saw on i don't know if you were there bridget put a story of you guys family reunion getting rained out
0: yeah were you there for that i was yeah uh, we had our family reunion the barons family family reunion uh uh, in Fond du Lac in North Fond du Lac, it was a park with a gazebo, which had a hole in the roof and, uh, <laughs> no sooner than we started did the rain come.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Washed out, washed out the, uh, my dad put a duct tape uh pickleball cord up you know oh, fun. so uh someone had a net so we took duct tape and lined it out washed away the duct tape oh so, no wow. but what happened was there and there were a bunch of kids there and they, they had one of the noodle squirt guns where you dip a noodle in yeah. suck it up and then spray and uh i got in on that battle and but <laughs> as soon as the rain came it left all these puddles and those kids just i mean it was like a water park every so puddle fun. they were sucking up the water oh just
1: so muddy getting
0: some some pebbles in there too (laughs) those things turned into pellet guns pretty fast (laughs) yeah you know so a lot of people got soaked um but it was it was great my grandma sue was she you know planned this thing with the help of my aunts and uncles on that side and uh how many were there of you man i don't know there's probably a hundred people <laughs> I, I there really was i mean they, they they're i that's a family of seven and then uh you know my folks had 12 and chris says shoot i forget how many he's got five something like that
1: good good enough
0: three everyone the, everyone's got kids and then there's grand my grandma's great grandkids there yeah. they were the ones out there shooting the water and the pebbles but it was a lot of fun Wow. Uh, we had a good time. That's fun. Yeah. And then we went uh, afterwards, some of, we we went fishing on the dock, uh, you know, on Lake Winnebago for a little bit. So anyway, great one.
1: Um, Well, we haven't been in studio, you and I, for a very long time.
0: Yeah. Where have you been?
1: I've been in Minnesota and then you were in Wyoming. But when this episode comes out, mm. it's my three-year anniversary.
0: Is it? You've been here three years? Yeah oh boy how's it going three years later are we gonna have the review i'm
1: aging like a fine cheese cheese yeah
0: (laughs) you know um well Colin, you've come a long way you really have
1: say it to the camera in the lens so that my parents can be proud
0: She's come a long way. (laughs) Got a long way to go, but she's come a long way. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Someone told me
1: it's not about how fast you get there. It's not about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Mm
0: -hmm. The great poet Miley Cyrus, I believe, once said that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you also tried to like reiterate it with your findings from your camping trip in Wyoming.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did go, Uh, you know what the funny thing with, I I went to uh, Wyoming to kind of slow down and just sort of, you know, take it in and relax and whatnot. And then of course I get there and I'm I'm literally climbing a mountain. Mm. And so it's literally what I'm trying to do in my career is climb a mountain (laughs) and I'm, I'm, I'm making all the same mistakes. I'm just moving. I'm not even looking at the views. Adam keeps stopping to like, look at the view. I'm like, dude, let's go. You know, we got to get there.
1: You were keeping her moving.
0: I was keeping her moving. But then the, (laughs) the funny thing is, is as soon as we got to camp, which is why I was trying to click away to get there, the mosquitoes were terrible. (laughs) So then, you know, that just it's very symbolic. Yeah. yeah. Metaphoric. Yeah. You've got to keep moving. Higher and higher, so the mosquitoes, you know, higher elevations they don't like higher elevations. So the 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 higher you move, the better the views, and also the less mosquitoes.
1: I was more so, so saying like if you keep 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 going and you try to get there, and then once you get there, it's like the not always as great as you plan. So you might as well take in the views as you go.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean that that's another interpretation. No, that's the interpretation. Oh okay. I mean that that is exactly correct, but yeah. I was just reminded mm. of that in a very real way mm. you know with every mosquito bite Damn. so yeah Why that's okay. emotional in the
1: studio right now that was beautiful
0: oh wow thank <laughs> you very much well anyway we've got um a very fun um deal going on did you buy before we jump into the pod did you have anything to say that happened to you in minnesota
1: um
0: Sounds like a no. Okay. <laughs>
1: it was like a long like I I've been back a week, so I'm trying to remember like what was going on. Went to a bachelorette party. That was fun. <laughs> and then what? What were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say, um so I was thinking of doing the sketch, the five types of guys at a bachelor party. Okay. You know, there's the guy who like plans everything, the yeah. guy who brought nothing. Yeah. You know, the bachelor, mm-hmm. um, the like y- you know, you basically go through these. Hometown different friends types.
1: or like friends from
0: Yeah, like, the guy high who knows one person, yeah. you know, the um the dude who's like uh trying to sell everyone insurance, you know, okay, or or, yeah, or, or yeah. Re- represent everyone's finances. <laughs> yeah. You know, do do um Do you guys have the same thing?
1: Ours is more, well, I kind of came up with the idea of like guys versus girls, like bachelorette versus bachelor party, which I'm sure has been done. But like we have Oh yeah,
0: yeah, you did come up with it. Did I just steal your idea?
1: No, you did the types. Okay, You made it different enough for me not to get mad. (laughs) Um, But no, it was like, we have like an itinerary and every bachelorette party I've gone to, it's been like, here's your itinerary, here's what you need to wear, here's what you pack, here are the gifts you get. like. To a tee.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Which kind of helps because for me, I'm just so like, I pack at the last minute. Yeah. So if I have that, I can just do a check. I don't want to like make a list and like check it twice. Like St. Nick. So, um, no, it was nice. And also like, you got to do it for the picks and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, you guys fill up all your uh, feeds with
1: Girl, it was it was a great it was a great feed post for me. Got a lot of interaction. Thanks everybody. Um, <laughs> but no, it was really fun. I did that and then I was at a cabin for the 4th and then all my family was in town. And
0: God, you get a lot of vacation at this job. You know, it must be. <laughs> and a, in
1: another week, I'm going to be going to Canada <laughs> for <really>? a week. Really? <laughs> wow.
0: That's what keeps her working here for three years, folks, because she takes <laughs> unlimited vacation.
1: <laughs> but I come back with ideas. Yes, you do. Before we get into it, sorry, it's taking such a long way to get into the episode. Let's do a Man Talk Minute plug for merch.
0: Oh, yeah, folks. Hey, we got these brand new shirts, Team Pop, Team Soda. Whether you say soda, whether you say pop, you can get those shirts um manitowocminute.com of course you can get there too by going to cribscast.com clicking on the merch section
1: and one more thing too um your mom does a great job with the site and she comes up with a lot of great bundles and so right now we have a book bundle you get the um, midwest survival guide book bottle opener and a koozie for 30 dollars. so if you go to manitowocminute.com click on the uh, book section it has or like i think it's like all the miscellaneous stuff that we got. Yep. Click there. You can get bundles and stuff like that. It's good for people going to college. It's good for wedding gift. It's good for a birthday gift. Whatever. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of great bundles. So awesome. check that out. And
0: yeah. I'm on tour. Click on the tour section and yeah. we'll see you on the road. All right, folks. Well, that's about it for now. Why don't we get to my conversation with my good buddy, Andy Rafi? <laughs> Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of the Cast. I am here with my um, best friend, colleague, Andrew Rafi, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're pronouncing that right. What? Nothing. Your last name? Yeah. Did I not pronounce it? No, you it? did. Did I not pronounce your name no, right? No, you did. You know what's funny is I had Laura Clary... Uh-huh. on my podcast and I mispronounced her name. What'd you say? Clary. That's Clary. It's Clary. That's a tough one though because mm-hmm. um I you know, I just always pronounced her name wrong. I guess it was terrible. Terrible of me. Anyways, um it's this is about um that I'll tell you something about Laura Clary.
2: Clary? Clary. At 4th of July, my cousin came up to me and said uh I really like that video Charlie did with that
0: girl who was an Uber driver. And I think Mm -hmm. that you did. So that had nothing to do with me. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, in all honesty, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give Andrew Rafi a very good intro. Andrew Rafi and I have known each other uh, since the beginning of sort of the man to augment days. Um, And yeah, uh, we've been collaborator, collaborators. You've probably seen some of our movies, including If Airlines Were People, uh, Midwest Coming Out. We did um, camp, first time camper dating um, apps dating if dated. Yep. Ghosted did, Hunters. We did a lot of videos. Woo woo. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, anyways, and you've been Midwest on the road. Bee. Yep. Well, you, I think, wrote that one.
2: You don't have to tell people that. Charlie. You do,
0: literally just did. I said we collaborated. Okay. Um, What do they think? Okay. I saw that. I punched it up. Um, And you've come on the road with me. You've been on the road with me very early on. Six years. Six years ago now, Mm -hmm. um, you lied to me and said you were a producer, and I believed you, so I let you produce my first set of shows. That's not what happened. And and then uh, you came on the road with me doing that, and and you, you, you kept like kind of wanting to get on stage. Yes. You know, and and you would do it to, like, um, kind of warm up the crowd and say, are you ready, you know, rah, rah, you, kind of a thing. And you came off, I remember, the stage in Man's Walk after uh-huh. doing that. And you're like, that was exhilarating. Yeah. Uh, and you always had really good jokes. You're always a great writer. I mean, I think even early on, you you initially reached out to get me to, like, hawk some of your t-shirts or something that's correct i had a t-shirt company that thankfully someone bought
2: out because it's better to be lucky than good i ran that thing into the ground boy oh boy don't do drugs kids uh and uh yeah i wanted you to wear this one t-shirt and uh i said i would and i never did you never did i never did because i had just come off of a movie as a writer i don't think i ever said i was a producer Mm. uh i don't I don't do those kind of films,
0: Charlie, but, uh, uh yeah, erotic. Exactly. And, uh, well, anyway, I, I eventually said you should try stand up yourself. You resisted it for a, probably a couple of years. Uh, for like a year. Yeah. Um, but, but then you eventually got on stage and it, it's been great. It's been, how, yes. how how has it been? Because there are actually a lot of stand-up co- comedians that listen to this show. At least I get messages from them. And they always um, tend to like, you know, when I ask um, comedians sort of the ropes, you know, and I, I, since you started recently, relatively recently. Five years, yeah. I guess it's not really not recent anymore. Pandemic, yeah. But, you know, comedy is weird. It takes... A long, long time. I mean, I'm fairly new to stand-up comedy, really, in the very scheme of things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what? I, nobody laughs at your jokes harder
2: than you. Well, only you when, know what? yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was a very lonely child. I love the way you laugh at your jokes, Andrew. I'm just kidding. It's mean-spirited. It. I know. I'm sorry. What's mean-spirited? That, well, I only kind of when they're mean jokes.
0: I oh, laugh. that was the joke that you were laughing at. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I've got some mean- mean-spirited jokes. I want to hear them. Believe me, I wish you had more of them. Um, Andrew and I have a very interesting relationship, which maybe you'll, um, get a sense of in this podcast. I'm kind of all over the place, but, uh, point one is I do want to talk about, like, what it takes to get into stand up comedy, um, because, you know, you've been close to that. And then also, like, you know, um, just shoot the, shoot the deal, shoot the breeze. Well, I first off have
2: suggested, um, My friends, uh, JT and Chad, who are a comedy duo, they have gone to couples therapy. And I have suggested we do that, Um, which
0: you have been resistant to. Yeah, I'm resistant to that. Why why would, I, I like our dysfunctional relationship. I like it too, but it scares other people. Here's how Andrew and I work. Typically he goes, I came up with a great idea. I'm like, awesome. And then he sends me the idea and I'm like, eh, it's okay. And then you get really mad at me over the phone and I tell you what I don't like about it, and then uh, you re- and usually I'm driving. Usually I pick up your phone calls when I'm driving because I know you're gonna keep me on there for a while. That's right. And so I wanna give you that time, but I don't wanna spend all that time not doing something else, um, if that makes I'll sense. I'll write a script. You, you know what? You often have very good notes, you do. I'm glad you, this is on the
2: record. No, I've always said that you have very good notes. Like for example, <laughs> Uh Colleen has good notes too. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it because of that. You just go keep going. Okay. Colleen, Colleen does, does not have, the have camera notes? recording, just yeah. out of curiosity. Okay.
0: Camera recording. It's good. Okay. I'm I'm asking that honestly, but mostly because I can't believe he's saying this on camera, but also. Yeah, yeah the red light on it means it's off. Um I
2: can't see the light from here, Andrew. I know. Do you see? I mean, folks, do you see the camera? I of, can't see the light, period, because I just hit my head on the ceiling. I may have a concussion. You and Joe Thomas also did it. Really? Yeah. We probably don't have anything more in common than that, but <laughs> I appreciate that's the one thing we have. I bet he hit his head significantly farther up than He's where He's a you lot tougher of a guy than me, Charlie. Taller, too. I'm sure. No, you gave great notes of airlines where people was an okay video. You gave a bunch of notes, and it's like uh, on social media, like 25 million views. It's one of the bigger ones. We've, the biggest one we've done. Is it? Yeah. Um so, all right. So, you ask me uh, how I got into stand up. Well, I mean, I've been writing jokes or in comedy in some way or another for a
0: lot of my life. I went. You can sp- look at me, by the way, during this podcast. You don't have to look at that camera because I'm cheating out. N- nobody cares. There, the the camera is for like Spotify and and YouTube, and nobody. Even when people are watching it, they're not. I don't think they want you to look at them the whole time. I okay. want to have a personal connection with you during this. That's a first. Okay, again, you talked right to the I know, camera. I know, I did that, that as a joke. It's so a, for your jokes, yeah, your Yeah, it was a lines, callback to you'll the camera. cheat to the
2: camera? Yeah, God, people must think I'm annoying.
0: You're a Bears fan. I am, absolutely. Why? Why am
2: I a Bears fan? Because I suffer, because I'm sick, because I have a lot of emotional problems, and because I like, the losers I,
0: I i like going to a bears I, I, we went to a bears game you know i year.
2: i actually don't like going to bears games with you i did that once and it was a three-hour meet and greet yeah and it was freezing cold and they lost uh when they were winning all game and they lost it was
0: that end God. around play oh, i was so yeah <laughs> wow i'm just remembering that soaking it in i was hung over that morning very hungover, from what I recall, and the cold really got me got me back to baseline, and also the whiskey in the hot yeah. chocolate, yeah, I, I don't want
2: people to think that you have a drinking problem, like oh my from God. my expe- no, like from my experience, you only get drunk on days that end in Y. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what? I, I gave you a pity laugh on that one, all right, Andrew. Uh, What, first of all, why do all your
2: jokes have to be at my expense? I'm very jealous of what you have. I'm sucking in so hard right now. If I have to let it go, no, are you kidding me? No, again, I've worked so hard to be less fat. Andrew, you look great. Yeah, I'm working. I've got longer t shirts. I've been shamed. I used to wear very, um, I'd say overly tight or short shirts that were kind of short and, um, I went and bought longer t shirts. Yeah. So that's yeah. it.
0: Well, it looks good on you. I yeah. like Maroon. You got the V neck. Are V necks coming back? You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. You guys are uh, matching. We are matching. I'm wearing my team pop shirt, which you can get on Mandwalkman.com, made in the USA. We have Team Soda and Team Pop. So whichever one you say you can buy. You what like you? that? Which one are you? Yeah. Are you, you you he says soda? I actually I'm both are you yeah that's kind of cool yeah i didn't know that about you got more respect does some of this get edited
1: oh yeah this is all
0: edited yeah they'll edit it out if it sounds bad
2: i feel like this is going terrible for me what (laughs) okay it's going okay it's fine we're just
0: having a conversation
2: we are gonna shoot the breeze this is not my first time on the Krebs cast although to get me on uh here we go
0: Let's I know, I know.
2: I'm appreciative that you asked me on, but I do know that um, your eighth cousin's gardener's <laughs> friend canceled and Billy Deuce couldn't come on for the fourth time. <laughs> so you asked me and that was so nice of you. Uh, I did ask you. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've asked you many times. No, it's, an, it's been an invitation. It's been like, we should get you on sometime.
0: Oh, no. I You said you wanted to wait till you had something to promote. I have nothing to promote. I know, but yeah. I needed some a guest. So Thank you. I All right. called you up. So,
2: yes, I am a, a diehard Bears fan. I have been my whole life. My family's had season tickets uh, 40, 50 years, probably. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. My grandfather used to take us to the games and... Um, he wouldn't let us get food at the stadium cause he thought it was too expensive. So we had to sneak tuna fish sandwiches into our pockets <laughs> and like, um, uh, thermoses of hot chocolate and all these different things. So I became a, uh, food smuggler at a very young age. That's good. Yeah.
0: I can see that, yeah. uh, that in a lot of the choices that you make. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, when we're on the road, um, are you th- bringing up the Wendy's incident? <laughs> no, <laughs> No, I had
2: just been pulled over for speeding. We had come from Peoria I had to get you to O'Hare because you were going to London in four hours. Yeah. I hadn't eaten dinner. Yeah, I just got the speeding
0: ticket, and yeah, I did uh, eat that Dave's double in about four and a half seconds. It was impressive. I was not bringing that up for I, I was bringing up the water bottle incident, but the Dave's double. Yeah, what's you, the water bottle? You incident? you got that food, and I I just heard. Oh, and I looked over and was gone. There was 30 years of pain
2: in that fight. <laughs> that could be an
0: advertisement yeah. for Seriously, Wendy's. It could,
2: I would love to be. Yeah.
0: What was the water bottle incident? Oh, when we when you were on the podcast. Um, oh, when, yeah. That's right. So Andrew was on the podcast. We were at a bowling alley in New Hampshire. You can go back and listen to it. It's in the archives. And basically, we didn't have any guests. And we were snowed in in New Hampshire somewhere. And me, Colleen. Bill Doucette, Andy Rafi, we went bowling. Yep. And um was Dante there? No. No. Okay. I have a hard time remembering um You got it. All right. Who was at, at in the, show in the right city
2: bowling? Yeah.
0: So what happened with the water bottle? Okay, I'll tell incident? You. Uh
2: we everyone was drinking but me. I don't uh I don't drink or do drugs anymore. Uh And no uh, follow up questions. No follow up. Yeah, believe me. It's an anonymous reason. Uh, (laughs) Court ordered. No. Um, And uh, everyone was drinking and I was drinking like water and I wanted to get a couple bottles of water. And Mr. One of 12 kids, you can drink the lake water. It's good for you. Didn't like that. I'd ordered some bottled water. So he was passive aggressively uh, mentioning that he didn't think it was right that he had to pay $3 for a bottle of water. First of
0: all, I was kidding. Nah, it's passive aggressive. I was kidding to an extent, mm-hmm. but there were also there was also water on the table. The tap water looked weird to me. That see, that's what, and in fact, that still pisses me off. Uh-huh. And I'm glad that you paid for that water. And I so I Venmoed you like ten or twelve dollars. What do you What do you think was going on with the tap
2: water? We were in. New I Hampshire. just wanted a bottle. Of, I was also sick. I was, I, re- I wasn't asking you to drink out of the vase of water. I understand that, but I just wanted a bottle of water. Yes. Yeah, so, and I I had come down. I got like three colds back to back to back. Um. And I yeah I drank the bottles of water and I sent you the money and mm-hmm. it's the hill I'm willing to die on.
0: Well, I do appreciate that. I need that. What'd money. you do with that money? No idea. I see. I forgot you sent it to me. Yeah. Episode 90
1: on YouTube. The whole video is
0: on there. Episode okay. 90 on YouTube. Yeah. You can check it out. Thank yeah. you, Colleen. Andrew, you've been on the road with me uh, the longest. Six years, yeah. The longest anybody has been on the road mm-hmm. with me. What's your best memory? What's your worst memory?
2: And you promised to put this on no matter what I say? No. Okay. Absolutely not. No, I'm teasing. My best memory... Oh, huh, man, um, going home at ten o'clock. Yeah, I always go home early. Uh, my favorite memory, you know, uh, it. There's probably a better one, but the one I like is coming like right off the top of my head is probably those first few shows when we were in the fourteen seater van, and oh, yeah. we had like hours to kill in between like shows. And um, that was
0: my parents' old van that yeah. they used to
2: haul the kids around in. Yeah, and uh, I just think like just joke, like making jokes, talking about life, like talking about comedy, like because I, you really like I was totally down and out when you found me. This is like this has been a charity project for sure. Yeah, and, it has. I'm looking to see if I can get a tax write off. I really for- hope you can. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and so I, and, and it was in those cars. Also, I had no idea. I had no idea that you were down and out. No, like, you didn't. I thought you knew what you were doing. Yeah. It wasn't until years later I found out that just how much on the ropes you were. Absolutely. Hilarious. Yeah. I, I just, uh, like. I'm a great judgment of people. You are.
2: Um, I'm looking at the camera again. So. I, uh, yeah, I think it was in those car rides that, uh, you were like, you want to be a stand up, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, you need to go get five minutes and I'll, and I'll give you like a couple shows or whatever. You got, you got to go get five minutes. Yep. Um, cause I would just like, pitch you jokes all the time or i talk in punchlines, and i know it probably is annoying for people i really don't know of another way to be and so i just like always wanted to be in comedy what was it was second city i didn't really love sketch and improv um it was all right um but uh yeah i just uh I when I found stand up comedy it was that moment where I was like oh yeah this is what I was supposed to be doing this whole time
0: well that's but, great
2: yeah so I think and those car rides I think the worst moment um
0: something sticking
2: out. No I mean like I would say that sh- that first show one of those first shows we did in Stevens Point where
0: Stevens Point, we were
2: at rookies, rookies in Stevens Point, and oh my lord, the rookies green room. Okay, it's a motel in the back of the uh, like behind the bar. Like you walk through a parking lot, and it's very dirty and old. And your uncle Joel was very comfortable in it. <laughs> he was like sprawled
0: out <laughs> on the bed. Yep. Yeah, my uncle Joel. Uh, I don't recall him wearing a shirt for that entire time. I agree. He may not have been. I think he was showing his, his scar. His scar or yeah. his tattoo. Uh,
2: I think it was his scar. He had just had some sort of surgery. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, so that was. Well, I'll tell you. Actually, this is a great story of Uncle Joel. Um. I never met Uncle Joel. I just heard about him. We are unloading stuff in the rookies' parking lot, and he's Joel is a of short, short, stocky, very aggressive man, and he comes walking up to me with a lot of mustard. And he goes, where's Charlie? And I'm like, oh my God, it's some fan is like trying to kill him. Like, and I didn't, <laughs> I w- I didn't say, I knew where you were, but I didn't say, Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And I was like, can I help you? He's like, yeah, I'm his uncle. Joe. I was like, oh, all right. It was like, he just, ca- he was, he was, he terrified me. But then I got to know him and um, now, every so often, I just send him very mean text messages. Yeah. All this. Yeah,
0: yeah. You he get, loves it, though. Yeah, you two, you two kind of get off on that stuff. Yeah. Also
2: at Rookies, I know we're – this is actually the moment that has annoyed me the most. But honestly, okay. we're doing the tech rehearsal of the show with your laptop and all this stuff. Yeah. And they're letting people in the show. So fans of yours are watching you rehearse and setting up. Uh, Before the show Like they didn't Keep people out Um, And there was also A bartender there Who I uh, Was
0: very smitten by Andrew uh, Finds a bartender In every town I've never found Anybody anywhere And nothing happened I was just smitten You were smitten By the fella Now let me um, Let me say this Did you just out me? What's that? Did you just out me? On the (laughs) Christmas
2: Yeah, you did. What did I say? You said fella.
0: <laughs> well, they know you're gay. Do they? <coughs> we I haven't a- told my parents yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a video called
2: Midwest Coming Out. That's true. And I just want anyone to know who watched that video. I was wearing a fat suit for that. I wasn't really that heavy. I was like Brendan Fraser in The Whale. I was also playing a very overweight gay man who couldn't get laid. Um, but for that video, I did it before him. Uh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So I've said my favorite and least favorite memories. Um, and I think it's only fair that mm-hmm. we get to know what's your favorite memory on the road with me and something that you didn't enjoy as much.
0: Oh, God. Um, what should I start with? Uh, least here's, favorite here's my favorite memory. memory. Is that um, Andrew, I think, was helping out with merch one show and I was walking. This, I think, was a man's walk and I was walking out to the lobby um, before the show. We were setting up the the merch and all that. My siblings were there. My mom was there. And like my sisters are all walking in with like a box of merch, uh, like a big tub of merch and Andrew comes in, like, my mom's got a box, my sister's got a box, my other sister's got a box, and Andrew comes in holding one of their purses. <laughs> really? I don't yeah. remember that. I just I have just this distinct visual memory. It could have just been a dream. <laughs> I, it could have happened. I thought you were going to say... Was after
2: we had like nine shows and one night at the Mall of America in Oh uh, God, Minneapolis. What happened there? No, and that you had so much merch and your uncle Joel showed up an hour late. So I'm trying to set it up all, and I had one of my spoiled brat tempered tantrums, which I haven't had a few. And I was just like you have to come out here and help me. So because uh, I it was I all was coming so dis- out. you I was- did come out because all of it was very disorganized and oh, thrown yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um. Yeah, but you know, I uh, the thing with working with you, and we'll get. Well, no, what, what's your
0: least f- favorite? Um, that was both. Okay, boy, you got off the hook easy. <laughs> no, we got a lot of good memories. I'll think of them too as we keep going. Um, what were you gonna say? So no, I want to uh just briefly share of how
2: this came to be that creative partnership i was in los angeles and i wanted you to wear this t-shirt uh i was had a t-shirt company and you said sure and i i just worked on a movie as a writer um and like a month later this was right after your first ever Manitowoc minute and we were both living in la and you came over and I was, like, sharing ideas. I, was, I can't even believe you came over, like, you just agreed to it. That was amazing. Yeah, honestly, I yeah,
0: I don't know what that was about. That I really don't
2: know either. Yeah. And um, we would hang out. I would, like, send you ideas or voice messages about, like, jokes or whatever. Yeah. You came over one afternoon It was like, hey, I'm doing a couple shows. Uh, like, they're setting up this tour around Wisconsin. And he goes, I need someone to come on the road and produce it. And uh, do you want to do it? And uh, I remember in my head being like, Oh, you have to tell him, no, you don't know how to do that. You don't, you don't ruin this guy's career. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, nope, you, you have to say yes and figure it out. Cause you're not doing anything. And so somehow I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Anything, whatever you need. I really wish I could read your thoughts. I, yeah, seriously. I mean, and I didn't, and we had a, we were meeting with some agents one time before the tour and this agent was like, why is Andrew going on the road with you? And I looked at you and I was like, yeah, why am I?
0: What did I say? You
2: said cuz he has funny jokes and ideas. And uh oh, Well,
0: you do. You do have funny jokes and ideas. Really, that's all it takes, honestly. I guess so. Um, you know, that's the most important thing, thankfully, cuz there but, wasn't a whole lot else going on. Yeah, but I you know, it was like, you know, starting at the bottom of
2: like, you know, uh errands and selling merch and and you know, uh, helping run things backstage or whatever it need to be, you know, need to be taken care of. Like it was, it, it was really like learning how to really work hard. And I was, I was not, I was like older and I, but it was like a lesson on, being accountable and working really hard and doing things you didn't want to do,
0: which is stuff I hadn't really done for most of my life. Yeah, yeah, That that is a very interesting dynamic between us because we were both raised uh, quite a bit different. Yes, I'm not one of 12 or Irish Catholic. Right, Yeah. you are one of
2: three, three yeah. and you are Jewish. You don't have to out me again. Charlie, this not, is going I, on the I, internet. You outed me as okay. being Catholic. Yes, uh, Jewish. Uh from suburbs of Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, uh But Jews and Catholics were very similar. A lot of guilt. A lot. I think we united around the guilt. Absolutely did. How does your guilt uh manifest itself today? Uh people pleasing Oh be. yeah? Yeah. You're a people pleaser. That is can news be. to me. When are you gonna start pleasing this person? How many times have
2: I said I liked your videos when I really didn't?
0: Oh. <laughs> no, it's that uh, like. That's fair. No, I like your videos I, I don't you, even watch them sometimes. Believe me, I know
2: that. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, no, like just um, like if I, uh, like if a video or whatever doesn't do as well, I like, I take a lot of the blame
0: for that or, I, you know, or. um one of our videos? Yeah. You take the blame for that? Absolutely. How do you how do you people please for other people just generally speaking. Let's let's find the way the ways. I you know what I do? I've got the reactionary yes. Oh, I know immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you've taken you know it and you take advantage of it. I
2: take advantage of it less than everybody else. Uh, I don't know. You are in the middle of the pack. Do you know that I can name all of your siblings? Do it. I'll, I, it took me a long time, but I used to uh, stay up at night when I couldn't sleep. And uh, I would
0: just try and name all of them. And I can do it now. You know what? I believe you. Here's a bigger question, yeah. though. Here's a bigger question. Um, When it comes to like comedy and all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff, where, where, like how are you making it as a comedian today you know what i mean like with you what, what? <laughs> no but for for people who are trying to figure oh. out like how this whole internet thing works like what's sort of the formula that that you're going after because you're you are building your stuff and you just had a couple really great videos that got you know um that really popped off for yeah, you. Yeah, you know. million I th- view videos. Yeah. yeah, not that anyone's counting the no, views every me. day. Or every time minute. they open up their phone. The phone never closes. Yeah, um, but w- like what is, so like, you know, and I do say this again because there are comedians who are calling up trying to figure out the pathway. So what is the pathway you've chosen to do it and how is that working out for you? All right.
2: Can I be sentimental? I tried being sentimental once with Charlie in Austin, Texas, and he said, I we're Irish Catholic. We sleep, we sweep it under the rug. Yeah. I was telling him how I cried watching a movie, uh, on my flight to Austin, Texas. And he was like, I am not ready to hear that. I was uh, trying to focus on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, I think I feel pretty with Amy Schumer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Why'd you cry? Um, because I think it had just a nice message of, of, positivity and body positivity and Rory Scoville was on Rory yeah, yeah he was on your podcast on the, great, yeah, great great good. good way better than this one um,
0: no yeah. I wouldn't
2: say that yeah. I wouldn't say yeah. way better yeah okay uh, no alright so my uh, what I tell because I actually do have um, I've had a bunch of people who are trying to get into comedy ask me what I do and honestly the truth is like you're probably the best teacher that i've ever had oh, when it comes to comedy i know wow everything you've told me to do what you've done i uh ha- i have been resistant to some of it whenever i've done it it has worked like i you know m- what i have in comedy a lot of it is because of the things that you've done are like, here's what works. Mm-hmm. And um, what I tell people who are trying to get into comedy is go to you've got to go to mics. You can't just like sit there and, and and do it like for your friends or or in your, you know, your bedroom by yourself. You've got to like get you've got to start with five good minutes. Like I'd say don't light off too much too soon like people have been doing comedy a month they're like yeah I'm working on my hour I'm like what do you mean your hour you you probably don't have three minutes and uh, the game has changed and like you know I've said this a bunch like the guys like you and Trevor Wallace and uh, guys who didn't wait for the comedy store to make them like regular to make them official members of that club you guys and i say cutting the line there is no line anymore but there isn't a better metaphor i have so basically you guys cut the line you were like no i'm not waiting 20 years you know going on at one in the morning the way it used to be done you what you guys did is you made your own content you you worked for your own following and you became Uh, what you did is like you and Trevor, you guys became undeniable. That is the word. You just, your audience and your, 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 uh, your brand of comedy, you just, you were forced clubs uh, to put you on. And I saw that model and it's one of the reasons I left LA and moved back to Chicago. I was just like, I don't need to be here anymore. And it's also like I live in a beautiful place in Chicago and like in L.A. it would have been like a shack next to the airport. Um, And I was just like, I'm going to go make my own brand of comedy, find my own audience. And then, you know, if I'm lucky enough where uh, I amass such a following that clubs are going to have to put me on I mean, I mm-hmm. have to but like they're going to see and the thing uh, with your following that has really been good for you is that you were a stand up uh, before all this stuff was going on so it's not like you know you had all these videos hit and then they were like come do these shows like you were working on material where it's like I tell people who are like become TikTok famous or whatever, which is great. But it's like, if you have 2 million followers, but you have three or five minutes or 10 minutes of material and a club books you and it doesn't go well, they're not going to book you again. I mean, unless you're, you're, you just continue to sell so many tickets that, you know, the club is able to sell so many drinks and chicken fingers and whatnot. Um, but the brand and the model that a bunch of you, uh, really brought into this world is the, is the model that works now, which is make your own following, make your own path. Like I have a lot of peace, Knowing that, like, it's on me to make this happen, it's not about like what clubs are booking me or not booking me. Like, if I continue to amass followers and people like my content, there's going to be more opportunities.
0: Yeah, I do think that is a nice thing about um comedy. I mean, I've talked about it on here before, but you know, before I was doing uh this sort of thing, I was like out there trying to get auditions, doing commercial auditions. I sucked at auditioning. You go in there nervous. You're not really showing your best stuff. You know, you're not really showing like what you can write at all. You're just yeah. saying lines someone else wrote. So that that's, and I think, you know, both you and I are, are writers at kind of the heart of it all. So it's mm-hmm. nice when we can kind of um, you know, it seems like a, a cheat code almost yeah. to, um, be able to write your own stuff and perform that and put that out there. And then that's kind of your best foot forward. And look, there's nothing
2: wrong with being like, it is an incredible accomplishment to be a paid regular at the comedy store Oh yeah, or, or, or um, or in New York at, uh, what's it called? Comedy seller. Comedy seller. Yeah. I really, I hit my head earlier. I might have a concussion. I'm not. Yeah, I heard you like bellowing about that. Yeah, I really. um, There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's an amazing accomplishment. But a lot of those people cannot sell tickets the way you sell tickets. So it's like, yeah, being like, you know, there are like guys at the comedy store who can, you know, maybe do a couple of gigs here and there at small clubs. But What you did was like you play theaters across the country or you play very big clubs and you didn't wait around for the point, I I guess, long story short, is you did not wait around for other people to make it happen for you. You made it happen for yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's been a lot of people helping along the way. You know, like you, Andrew, you helped along the way. Cutting this out of the podcast. Excuse the interruption, ladies and gentlemen, but I just want to say Jolly Good Soda. It is the perfect drink for every summer outing. I'm talking camping, cookout, tailgate, campfire, you name it. You need Jolly Good Soda there. It makes the best Midwest experience. Check them out. JollyGoodSoda.com. And folks, I tell you what, Fleet Farm Let me tell you, your pets deserve the best. And with Fleet Farms selection of pet supplies, you can give them the best. Give your dog the world with top brands like Purina, Hill Science, Diet and Diamond. You can't forget about them kitty cats either. So check out a huge selection of food trays, treats, glitter, kitty towers, the whole nine yards. They got horse stuff too. any horse you need. Yeah, they got the feed. Okay, and they may not be pets, but let me say wild birds. Holy smokes, you want to fill them feeders, folks. You're in for a real treat. See some of the sexiest birds in the Midwest. Head on over to Fleet Farm and they got you covered. Get it all over at the Fleet Farm. Farm. We love it. Finally, folks, I am on the road. Get your tickets at cripescast.com Just click on the tour section or go to charliebarons.com. And also Patreon, patreon.com slash Charlie Barons for behind the scenes exclusive merch deals. First look at concert tickets and much more. Oh, and also Team Soda, Team Pop Shirts. Boom, on mandwalkman.com. Click on the merch section. There you have it. All right. We will get back to my conversation with Andy Roffey. If you could give your younger self a little uh, piece of advice, um, comedy-wise, career-wise, life-wise, what would it be?
2: Work really, really hard and expect nothing from anybody.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of there. there is a lot of truth and and you will get stuff from people. You will get a helping hand. Someone will hold the ladder.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, had many people help me up, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm not making these videos, if I'm not working on jokes, if I'm not going to clubs like it is, no one is handing this to me. This business is so cutthroat and the fail rate is like. Feels like almost ninety five, a hundred percent, and so uh, I would, you know, I would like what I tell you know a lot of younger comics is just like work really, really hard, always be writing. I write almost every day if I'm not rewriting every yeah. single day. Yep, yeah. um, and uh, be open to criticism. Um, and uh, you should
0: do what Andrew does when he gets criticism. You should argue why the person giving you any sort of advice is wrong for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then hang up the phone. I don't hang up on you. Well, you never say goodbye. You get in line. I that's just me. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, man, I'll talk to you I'm later. I'm gonna start quick. saying I love you. All right, I'd rather you just say nothing. Okay. Um, but you you um no, I, I'm I'm teasing a little bit, but um, not about the I love you thing, but about the fact that, like, you really do take um, whatever it is. And it's hard because I know it's hard because every time you give me stuff that I know is true, I do the same thing to you. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is fine, whatever. And then 15 minutes later, I try the thing you're talking about. I'm like, damn it, he was right. I agree. No, I think...
2: Uh Because when I have, I'd say in the last year when I have uh, tried the suggestion of other people and then it's gone well, like immediately, I think now I'm way more open to feedback from like other comedians. like, um, And honestly, sometimes it takes like six different people. Like you've told me this up so many times my buddy sam tripoli who i do shows with sometimes um i got off stage and i was like how do you think it when he went he went dude you were funny but he goes why don't you look at the audience and i was like my buddy charlie says that to me all the time and he goes next time because we had two shows that night and he goes on the later show he goes you got to look at the audience he's like you have to do that i'm like, okay And I started looking at the audience and it was like such a huge difference. So that like was an immediate thing. Um, And it was just from a place of like a little more insecurity of like really like owning the jokes, like if they didn't work, like, and so I just now like, really, he also says like, I was a little bit too rehearsed, which is something you also said. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why do you sound like a gay robot when you're on stage? And I was just like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, it sounds like you like you're, you've memorized these jokes. I'm like, I have, he's like, you got to have a conversation with the audience. And so that was, that was a bit ago. And I was like, all right. And I just like, you know, I, but I am the guy who like has to be told or in the past had been told like a hundred times before I finally was able to really take it and then put that into some kind of action.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have that too, where we, um I don't know what it is uh, about thinking like you, you know, now I don't don't know what that is. We're, we're, we're hesitant and resistant to um, listen to feedback. And honestly, you know, it's like you will be taken care of in this world if you just like relax, relax, you know, and just open yourself up to like sort of what the world presents to you. Yeah. You know, the universe. That's right. Yeah. I
2: thought of my favorite memory. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. It was like a year ago, maybe. Okay. We were doing two shows in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh-huh. And the second show, you have a lot of kids who come to your shows. I do. Which I, for one, have always said, that's the one thing missing from the art form of comedy is having, <laughs> having more children in the audience. Yeah. Um, but no, it's cause you have, you know, your big YouTube following and Instagram and TikTok. Um, and there were a lot of kids and, um, you know, as a gay comedian, I do jokes about my life, trying to understand gay culture, which I'm not like, I have like this one joke I do about how I'm like a training wheels gay for homophobes. Mm-hmm. Like I love sports. I'm politically moderate. I support our troops. Like, like maybe the drag queen is a little bit too hard of a first reach, but like I'm like, like you could get to know me and then you could get to know the drag queen. <laughs> like I'm like, on that like gateway into homosexuality, uh, and uh, not I'm not trying to recruit your kids. It's not Pride season, um, but yeah, something. I'll tell you another thing you taught me. It was never my dream to be a clean comic. I actually I kind of despised clean comedy. Thought it was really really hacky. I went on the road with you. I saw how quickly you amassed such a following, and how whenever I'd watch your shows, I was like he. Didn't really need to swear or do anything super political or sexually graphic. And I started going to these mics where, like, all these, like, straight white guys trying to be Anthony Jeselnik would just say the the most disgusting things for shock value. I was like, this is awful. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe, like, I because I'm, like, I'm just so rebellious with everything. I was like, I'm going to do the complete opposite of that. And there aren't a lot of very clean gay comics. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go that route. I started way later uh, later on in life. Like, this is a faster way to get on TV, to get more people to see you. And I genuinely love that, like, I don't use any of those tropes. Um, and so, uh, but we're doing the show in Cedar Rapids. There are a bunch of kids there. And I remember being like, I can't do gay material. There are a bunch of kids there. Um, and you were just like, do it. You have to do it. Like, and you, you know, the thing is like, you always have every right to be like, Hey man, like, these are my shows. Like my audience might not be cool with this. You've always been like, do your thing. Like I don't, don't set your, censor yourself. Like always go and do your jokes. Who cares what the audience says? And so I was like, all right. Okay. I guess. And I went up on stage and, um. It was like such an explosion of like laughter, and it was so great. and um, after the show, there were these two trans kids in the audience who were like so excited that a gay person was like on stage and one like and they were like it was like they were their dad had said like, uh you know it's like the first time they'd see them smile in like months, and it was it was like it was I don't know, it was very, very surprising. Um, and it, you know, totally on my part, like having contempt prior to investigation that they wouldn't like me. And there have been a couple of times at shows where like people weren't as nice
0: or said things, but like, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, well, first of all, I do remember that show. Yeah. And yeah, cause you, you know, you were like, oh, there are kids in the audience and da da da. But I you're, also you're, don't
2: say, any, I like, I don't say anything sexually. I just was
0: like, I like, I don't know. I no just, it's, 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 cl- it's all cl- clean stuff, but yeah. it's just about your reality being, you know, a, a, a gay person in this yeah. world. And th- uh, there's a good chance. And-, and not apologizing for it. like right. And like,
2: we definitely like we, a few times you've gotten emails about me, um, which oh, yeah. are just like one woman in Boston wanted me fired off the show because I made one tiny joke, like making fun of republicans or something and i'm pretty politically moderate like both sides get me really good um so uh like and it it was just i don't know but she yeah she wanted me fired and uh she and i love that she's like i'm not a homophobe because my daughter is with a woman she couldn't use the word lesbian she (laughs) said my daughter is with a woman she couldn't go that far but Mm -hmm. yeah she wanted me fired from that i'd say like I've just like had countless times where after a show, people will be like, you know, like, you know, I'm a very conservative or I'm a Republican, but I think you're so funny. And I had such a good time. And like, that's like, I want conservatives at my show. I want liberals. I want people who are gay, people who are straight, all different colors. Like, and I know that's such a cliche to to say, but like, I, some of the greatest shows we've ever had are in like more conservative areas that are like, they saw like purple, like a red state with like, well, like a sort of a bluish city, like, um like in, uh, in um, Fargo or when we've been in Iowa, or different places in Wisconsin. Like we were just doing a show with your brother uh, in Oconomowoc. Yeah. A couple <clears throat> weeks ago. Yeah. And like, they were just down to clown and have a good time and, uh, and have fun. And like, cause like, again, like, my thing is, like, when someone's coming to a comic, like, there are comics who love to walk people, which means they get people to leave their show because they're offended. I just really don't want to do that. Maybe I'm a hack. I don't know. I'm, I mean, like, don't take enough chances. But, like, when especially these aren't my shows. Like, I am always a guest on your shows. And I fully understand that. But, like, even if I'm doing my own shows, like, people who are coming to a show... You know, they're paying for tickets, they're paying for parking, they're paying for drinks. They may have gone out to dinner, they may have hired a babysitter, all these things. So it's like, why do I need to say something that if I don't think is that funny or I've worked like really hard on, why do I need to say something that's just going to annoy them and ruin their night when it's just not necessary or funny? Because that really like edgy stuff that honestly, most of the time is just really stupid and just like bottom feeder material. Uh I just, I don't know. It's just like, I've really moved away from that stuff. I think it's really, I just uh, more as a, com- I'm not offended by it. I just think as a comedian, I just think it's really cheap.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can pretty much say anything on stage uh, if your perspective backs it up. And if it's funnier than it is offensive or funnier than it is insulting or funnier than it is, it's got to be funnier than yeah that. Otherwise, it becomes, you know, you're doing that for the point of that. And frankly, sometimes it's tough to find that. Sometimes you have to do the joke where it is worse than, you know, one of those things more than it is funny until you find the funny in it. So, I mean, you know, I don't blame anyone for doing any uh, jokes necessarily. You you, you got to find your own way in this thing. But, yeah, I've definitely, I've gone, uh, certainly veered it more toward, um, just because my audience more toward the clean side of Which the Which I think,
2: I mean, honestly, I think... If I can write a joke that will make somebody who's, like, 18 laugh and somebody who's 80 laugh, and I know I'm, like, so in my ego right now and so self-righteous, but, like, that's an amazing feeling. I did a show once in L.A. for, like, this retirement community. Yeah, yeah. And I made them laugh. And my friend, I brought this comic friend with me, and she's like, that was so cool that you wrote a bunch of jokes for this age group. And I was like, no, those are my
0: jokes. (laughs) Well, you are an 80-year-old at heart. Seriously, I I am. Andrew, like every time we're about to go out, it's, yeah, it's uh, I'm like, all right, you coming? And he's like, no, i uh, I got a date with my CPAP machine. That's yeah. right. Every night I go home,
2: yeah, to my CPAP machine and uh, a PBS documentary that I'm watching. Yeah,
0: one night I even called you and you texted me, can't talk, CPAP machines on. Mike, is it that hard to take the thing off? Um, it scares my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely it does.
2: Why does it suction or something? It just makes a loud compression noise. Oh. Remember when you you were staying in Chicago and you slept in my guest room and you got up in the middle of the night to do your 10,000 steps? <laughs> <laughs> and my dog was barking and I was yelling at my dog. All because, I heard from the other room yeah, was,
0: Will you shut the fuck up, Bernie?"
2: <laughs> I was realized, yeah, this is like, I should have just taken it off to yell at him. He's a good boy. He just, he doesn't, uh we don't, want, we're not used to a lot of visitors. And you know, uh, that was Chateau Ruffy.
0: Yeah, it was really nice of you. Yes, Colleen has a question she'd uh, like to yeah. ask. I said she sent me a text. And it's
1: like a Honeymooners game, but for
0: people... Oh, that perfect. Love married couple. Okay, I love that. Colleen's uh, Honeymooners game. So the way this game is going to work is the Honeymooners game. Uh, it's for comedy partners, though. Andrew and I are not um, with each other. No, um, you're too tall for me. Uh, I do
2: get that a lot. I have women who come up to me who, like, don't understand why I'm not so madly in love with you. And I'm like, like... I like he's like my brother. Like it's just it's never it's never ever been that way. I, I don't see know. how it is. Yeah, I guess I see so. how it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Smell his <laughs> bo and you're like seriously. You smell my bo, Colleen. I do not have bo. Okay, do I have bo? I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. Well, you've sat closer to me than Colleen. That's has. True. Uh I
2: have not. I've only smelled deer jerky, beer.
0: Well, that's just, that's Musk. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to say these questions and then one, two, three, we're going to answer it. Okay. Wh- who's more likely to be on time to sound check? One, two, three. Me. Andrew. Easily. 100%. I need to work on that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm a little late sometimes. Yeah. Poor time management skills. Very poor. All right. Who's got the more demanding rider? Three, two, one. Me. Only because you don't have a rider. And honestly, if I had one, it would just be bottled water. I don't need anything. And my rider's not that demanding. It's just, I like... you're I not got allowed it. to look at Charlie in the eye. There oh. has to be tequila at 74 degrees. <laughs> okay, okay. Casamigos. Uh First of all, uh, Adam Gruel put the tequila on my all rider. Right. He literally emailed my agent and asked for tequila on the rider. So yeah. that's all Adam Gruel. That wasn't me. Um, okay. Who's the bigger diva on the road? Three, two, one. Me. Andrew, for 100%. Sure. Yeah. Needs to have his um, wipes at every single in every single green room. I bring them. Oh, you bring those wipes yeah. with you. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> toilet, you're you're just not a toilet paper guy, huh? Uh, at home, I am, but it's because I have a bidet. Okay. Do you know what it does to the septic system to be putting those things down the toilet? Uh, yeah, I don't do them at my house. You just do it in the places that we go. You put yeah. those down the toilet. Yeah. It doesn't say I can't. Yeah. It's known that you don't put those wipes down the toilet. I'm going
2: to look on the camera. Would you like to know? I'll tell you one secret about Charlie Barrons. okay? <laughs> Every 15 minutes... He's got to be like Greta Thunberg and save the world with his little environmental spiel all the time. No straws, no plastic, drive an electric car. If you want to <laughs> know one thing about him, it's that he is so insane about the environment
0: that it's made me a litter more. First of all, the wipes thing has nothing to do with the environment that has to do with the plumbing system. Well, I think. Well, OK. Have you ever have you it ever It says flushable. Do you flush those in my No. In my place? You have them here. I don't I, yeah, they're not there. They're there to like wipe makeup off.
2: You use butt wipes for makeup. They have makeup wipes. It's the same thing. No it isn't.
0: Colleen, don't shake your head. No it is the same thing. No. Ass wipes yeah. and makeup wipes no, are the not. same thing. No they're not. Yeah. Well, I thought
1: it was cuz you had like Food problem.
0: No, it's because um but I don't have is is your problem. house. Yeah, sure. in
2: an apartment building, I understand. But if it's your own house, I think it's fine.
0: If you're, it's your own house. No, it's not. Shout fine. out to Dude
2: Wipes who follows me on TikTok. <laughs> uh thank you so much they enjoyed my video and i look forward to a creative partnership at some what are
0: you doing you can't shout out sponsors i don't have a dude wipe saying who's the better cook three two one me andrew do you know how to cook i know how to cook here can i tell you something
2: uh, genuinely let me be honest okay i sometimes not a lot of the time i worry that you don't eat enough like and i know i'm like just very Jewish and neurotic, but like when we're on the road, I have ordered you dinner many times. Yeah. Um, like I know I've ordered you clothes, uh, jackets and pants and stuff like for you to have. Cause like, i like, I just, you don't, you're you're not i don't think you're taking care of yourself enough
0: oh well that's very like uh, i
2: remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking and i was like what'd you have for dinner and you were like a turkey sandwich i'm like that's what you had for dinner
0: turkey sandwich is first of all that'd be a good night for me yes but you like, know yeah a turkey sandwich are you kidding no me? that's lunch that it's fine what, what do you mean
1: he cooks, he cooks like a, a college student
0: I cook yeah. like a college student. That's false. Look, dude, you have like
1: smoothies.
0: I like, do have smoothies. smoothies I and like smoothies and because then, like, that little like veggie tray. Smoothie. First of all, a, a smoothie is a very environmentally uh, sustainable oh, and nutritious uh, way to eat. Because you yeah. can freeze the vegetables, and if uh-huh. you get your vegetables frozen, it's actually better for the environment because they last longer, yeah. and you don't have any waste. Well, actually, I used, I
2: what I do is, and I didn't want to share this on the podcast, but I use the butt wipes, and then I compost them in your vegetable garden, <laughs> so it's full circle.
0: Andrew, this will be the last time you come to the Cripes headquarters. I believe that. Okay. um, Who's Andy's celebrity crush? He wouldn't know your celebrity crush. Yeah. Um, Okay. Give me a beat. Give me a beat. Okay. I know the kind of guy you like. I know the kind of fella he likes. Trying to think of a celebrity in that vein, the um, slender type.
1: Timothy Chalamet.
0: I don't know. Who is it? Who's your celebrity crush? Um,
2: I mean, I don't really have one, but like I've always liked Tom Holland.
0: Oh, yeah. I did know that. I knew you were a Tom Holland fan. Yeah. How old is Tom Holland? He just
2: turned 17. <laughs> oh, God. We have to cut that. No, I'd say Tom Holland's in his mid late 20s.
0: Okay, that's fine. Who's my celebrity crush?
2: You know, we've never talked about like a celebrity crush.
0: I would We're think, talking cool. about now. Yeah, yeah, you're not you gotta talk in the microphone. I am. No, you weren't okay. before. Your celebrity crush?
2: Uh Colleen can't even look. Does Colleen know? I don't know. Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> you like young Victorian women? <laughs> no, I who, I wouldn't even know. Do you R- have one? Rihanna. Oh, you know what? I also did know that.
0: See, and I knew that yours I was know. Tom Holland. I really did know that. We both knew it. Yeah. Uh, Who's Charlie's favorite band or artist? Uh, Willie Nelson. I do like Willie Nelson a lot. Um... Ted Hawkins. What? Who's that? He's a guy who goes, what do you want from liquor store? Something sour, something sweet.
2: That's a jingle for just some liquor store. That
0: you barely can hold.
2: I mean, that's your favorite person? Yeah. I've never even heard of him and I listen to lots of music.
0: Well, you should check him out. Shout out Ted Hawkins. Is he alive? No. Died in 95, I want to say. He's a, an old school busker, you know. He was busking around uh, Los Angeles, but he was famous in Europe, I guess. But it, it, kind of a tragic story. Great artist though. Um, who's your favorite artist, Rafi? Uh, oh no, it's like yacht rock. You're a big oh no. I know, I know. Um, uh, Jan Jackson. No.
2: You wanted to come up to Milwaukee to do a Yes, th- I did. My favorite artist is Michael Jackson. Oh, your favorite artist is yeah. Michael Jackson. But Yacht Rock, I love Phil Collins. I love Peter Gabriel. I love The Police, Sting. Steely C-Leon. Yeah, Steely Down's okay. Um, I just actually went to see Seal by myself, but I also do uncool things. So. <laughs> I, that is, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, is, that ever, a, is that a joke you do on stage? No. Um, <coughs> so have you good. ever gone to a concert by yourself?
0: Uh yeah. I had a good time. I didn't mind it. I like going to movies by myself. I love going to movies by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh what's my most irrational fear? (sighs) There are a lot. Um, your most irrational fear. Uh
2: I would say like going broke or being canceled. Is that wrong?
0: Going broke or being canceled?
2: Yeah, but probably both happen if, if one happens the
0: other does. I don't I don't really have too much of a concern for either of those, really. Can I tell you something about your and I
2: was talking about this earlier with a friend. What the one thing I encourage all parents to teach their children is to work really, really hard. Like the thing with you, if this all went away. I could be a bike uh, mechanic. And, uh, like, if someone, like, a friend of yours were to write a tell-all book. Um, Andrew's
0: been claiming he's going to write a tell-all book for I've been years. I know. i it. I'm on, like, years. chapter
2: 14. So you can be on chapter 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so stupid.
2: <laughs> um, you, like, if this all went away, you could just go work. Yeah. Because you've, like, always had a job. Yeah. That's one of 12 kids. Like, you just, like, you could go get a job and do, like... Like, I I don't know I could do that. I mean. You
0: don't know that you could go get a job? I mean, I've had jobs, but, like, I've hated all of them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I guess, why, you know, I haven't liked a lot of my jobs either. That's why I'm doing this. What job have you hated the most? Uh, job, that I, caddying. Oh, my yeah. God. I hated caddying. I would imagine. There's nothing I hate more than a country club. I hate looking at them. I'm just like, wow, that could have been a really cool like park. And instead, it's just all these pesticides on the grass, just turning the water like into just a terrible muck in midsummer because it's all the all the crap growing in it, you know, because they don't like fertilize it great, you know. So it's just caked with like a, a sheet of, you know, this this algae Um, which just suffocates. (laughs) I'm just saying there's no biodiversity in golf course. All right. um, What is... um, Okay, if Rafi was a Disney character, who would he be? That's fun. Uh, If you were a Disney character... um, I know. Is Despicable Me... uh, (laughs) Guru... Be First of all, Gru, that is your joke. So. Yeah, well,
2: I don't use Gru anymore, yeah. I would say Quasimodo.
0: Quasimodo. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly wasn't going to say either of those. I would have said, like, uh, Sebastian from, um, or the candle guy.
2: No, what, Sebastian he goes in the ocean. I I hate the ocean.
0: You know what's You'd fun? be the candle guy. Lumiere. Lumiere is
2: a band. <laughs> Lumiere. We went to Hawaii a year ago. We did go to yeah, Hawaii, yeah. That, yeah, I'm not a fun person to go to Hawaii no, with. No,
0: I was like, you want to go surfing? You're like, no. You want to go snorkeling? No. Do you want to go on the beach? Only if there's a bar on the beach that's not close to sand. Um the sand was very man, I was burning. Yeah,
2: I was burning my feet. Pe- I okay. I was just moving back. Like I was literally leaving LA that day to fly to Hawaii to move back to Chicago. And I had to get back to Chicago cause I was filming house hunters when I was doing that show. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Shout out to house yeah, hunters house, episode yeah, yeah. with Andy Raffi really yeah. made his career. Yeah.
2: It really made my career. It was great. Um, And uh, so no, that, uh, but I, I, I'm not a beach guy, but I really liked going to Hawaii. I'll tell you, one of my goals is to try and, perform in as many states as possible. And I've performed in 26 states so far. And what? Hawaii was gonna be, yeah. you performed in, have I
0: even performed in 26 states?
2: Yeah. you performed in more probably. You've probably performed in 30. Dear
0: God. Cause wow. like, I yeah. haven't even thought about that.
2: I, well, one day when I was probably supposed to be working, I printed out a map of the United States. And I just started highlighting the states I performed
0: in. Wow, that's kind of fun. Maybe yeah. I should
2: do that. Yeah, you've, pro- you've definitely, if I have 26, you're over 30 for sure.
0: Probably. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it like that. Wow, that's good. Well, that is it. That's it for the questions. Andrew, um, before we wrap things up here, uh, Mm -hmm. do you have any questions for me? Yes. Let's hear it. Such a vain thing to do. Yeah. Have someone come on your podcast to ask you questions.
2: How much time do you think I'm going to be able to do in Las Vegas?
0: Oh, you think you're doing Las Vegas? Uh, well, currently right now, Adam Girl's doing the Vegas show because we have the, the album coming out. Um, uh, you know, but if you were to come, uh, yeah, I'll see. I'll see how many shows we have there. I think you only have one. Um, yeah, we'll see how well it sells. Uh, and um
2: Remember my remember my joke I did um a week ago about the um Karnak joke I did about the Kripes cast? With the Johnny Carson character. Oh, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. When I said, um, like, be mauled by a bear, eat street food in Somalia, get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. What are three things I'd rather do than appear on the Cripes cast?
0: And folks, that was it for this week's episode of the Cripes cast. If you'd like to follow Andrew, um, I don't recommend it. He has the final word.
2: You can follow me on uh TikTok Beep.
0: friendster Beep. <laughs> All right uh for real any questions or no uh Yeah I do have a
2: question Okay what would you like to do that you haven't done so far <laughs>
0: Career wise. Uh, what would I like to do? Careers? I'd like to have, you know, a show. Like um, I've been working on, you know, a couple different shows and I'd like one of those to go and all that sort of stuff. But you know, writer strike, uh, that'll make yeah. it that'll make it a tough and there's an one. actor strike. There's an actor strike. Say, yeah. Yeah. Are you a member of SAG? Uh I don't know. I'd have to ask my manager that. Okay. Um, I think technically, yes, actually, yes, I am a member of SAG. Uh does that mean I can't put out videos on the intranet no you can oh um yeah so technically yeah i, I in fact that was recent I, I i did a gig and i had to join that actually thing. you
2: know what i want to know what your and, I'll, and then i'll answer it but this is the final
0: question then yeah. on a light note yeah yeah yeah
2: what is your biggest pet peeve of mine
0: my biggest pet peeve of yeah. yours oh only one you can name a few oh my gosh um okay Anytime I make any changes to any of your scripts, you're uh you get upset about it and um you you fight me through it. We oh, come to a great compromise. We do come to a great compromise. Anytime I give you any sort of direction while we're acting. Yep. See that look you just did right there? Mm-hmm. Did you do the exact same thing? Mm-hmm. Um uh oh, the fact that like I'll drive six hours to a show. And instead of you driving with me, you'll fly. That happened
2: one time. It's happened a
0: lot more than one, one time. One time, I didn't want to drive
2: nine and a half hours to Fargo. So I flew. And for the record, we did two shows that night and I said, look, I'll fly, but you only need to pay me for one show. I will use that money and I will, I will f- fly myself there. And I did. And you and Miles uh, left me in my hotel room for 11 hours to go build a bar. (laughs) Which, by the way, I'm going to look in the camera for this. I am not the you betcha guy. I'm not Billy Deuce, okay? So please stop confusing us. We don't look that much alike. No,
0: you look much different. I'm glad you did clarify that. And by the way, um, uh, yeah, I told you you could come hang out and build the bar with us if you wanted to. Did you? Yeah, several times. And you said you were meeting up with your cousin or something? No, in Fargo, I don't know anybody in Fargo.
2: That was, I met up with my cousin uh, who lived in Seattle. Yeah, your cousin, there you go.
0: Oh, okay, see? Yeah. So there was something.
2: All right, my pet peeves. You already have more.
0: Uh, No, go ahead. What are your pet peeves? Uh, You look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Uh, No, uh, my pet peeve, uh, is that probably, you're just sort of late. Speaking of which, this podcast about time, ready to wrap up. Is there anything usable from this? Probably not. So anyway, folks, uh, big shout out to Andrew Rafi for uh, coming on the Cripes Cast. My one of my best buddies in the whole wide world. One up, one up you forgot to say the last part on the cue card what's oh um i love
2: him very much i love him very, very much. much
0: he is a wonderful human being and he is single fellas that look like tom holland you can follow him asap underscore rafi on instagram and all the other social media platforms uh and uh yeah beyond that folks everyone take care keep her moving and hey oh, wait, one more thing i forgot what, to say what,
2: what's that uh, I
0: did 120 push-ups this week. And he's been working out, gentlemen. So uh, slide into those DMs. And ladies, one more
2: year I'm giving this thing, and then back in the closet, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> My choice is it slimming. It's slim pickings, ladies.
0: There you have July it. July 2024. Let's connect. All right. There you have it, folks. ASAP underscore Rafi. Everybody, keep her moving. Follow the Cripescast at Cripescast, and make sure you watch for deer. Bye-bye. So
2: Just keep her moving. It's on
0: Wisconsin. The Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle, and you think you're done. No, you gotta keep her moving.